Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Listeners, we're back with Q&A with Bishop Julian and you have your faithful hosts Jeremy Ambrose and Javina Graham here with you to guide you through the demystifying of many questions that Bishop Julian Porteous helps us with. So there's a term that floats around these days, Bishop Julian, and the, the term is cafeteria Catholicism. A lot of people have used it from, from lay people right up to, to cardinals and bishops. Um, I want to know, what, what, is, what does this actual notion imply? Yes, it's, it's just a, a term that uh, has got a little bit of um, uh, usage at the present moment. It's, um, it's, it really just is uh, a useful term for some people to, to be able to describe what they witness happening at the present moment in the, in the church. As you know, um, they, you can, when you go to a restaurant, you could go in and have an a la carte and, and, and order your, your full meal and it comes to you. Or you can go to a buffet or a cafeteria. Yeah, buffet, that's my style. <laughs> where you would get your plate and then you go through and you, you then select what you want. So you might see something, oh, I like that, I'll have that. You go to something else, no, I don't like that, I won't have that. So in the case of a, of a cafeteria or a buffet uh, form of eating, we pick and choose what appeals to us and say, that's what I'll eat. Um, and I, I think it's just been an image that uh, has been a useful way of describing what we do find among some people today, where they say, yes, I, I, I'm a Catholic. Um, however, you know, I don't accept all the church teachers on, on every particular issue. And, uh, and generally they will take the attitude to say that I'll just select those things that appeal to me, those things that I like and, uh, and uh, are things that, that fit comfortably within my own understanding of life, my own understanding of morality, my own understanding of belief. And so it's a, it's a pick and choose uh, approach to faith and not feeling in any way that it's a, it's a total deal, but I can in fact make selections for what, what a, a appeals to me. So, in fact, if, if I may, Javina, I think this is something you've, you've, you've been aware of and uh, I did read an article that you wrote uh, recently where you, you entitled it the idea of Catholic but. The people say, I'm Catholic but. That be, that's true? Well, yeah. I, what I wrote about, Bishop, was um, I, I feel like there's a, probably almost the majority of baptised Catholics fit into this group of people who always follow, who are happy to be called Catholic but always follow that with the word but and add some sort of condition to that. So I'm Catholic but I believe abortion is an option for all women or I'm Catholic but I don't go to Mass all the time. So there seems to be a lot of conditions on our faith. And, and to be honest, I think most baptised Catholics do follow that kind of thinking these days. I'm, I'm Catholic but I can choose what mm. in the faith I believe and what I don't. And we seem to have lost... Um, the 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 sense of the completeness of the Catholic teaching and yes yes yeah. I, I think it is quite a um, uh, quite a feature today and I think 
it's largely due to the society in which we live because um, you know we're in a in a society that emphasizes the individual and the rights of the individual and therefore people feel more free to to make choices about what seems acceptable or uh, or, or something or something that, that accords with their own view of reality so so <clears throat> it's the culture of the of the of the, the time that we're dealing with here and um, and it is true I think many people uh, really want the church on their terms if you like they, they, they would like to say that um, I'm happy to be Catholic to be called Catholic to be known as a Catholic but <laughs> as you say and they put these uh, sort of caveats out to say there are certain things I can't quite accept certain beliefs I don't really uh, abide by um, and, and, and it, it is a real issue because uh, what it does is it means it reduces the faith down to what is often convenient for me. Because uh, one of the issues here is that people will tend, a little bit like at the cafeteria, you, you know, you, you're like a little child will maybe not eat their greens or their veggies. You know, they'll just go for the, for the sweet things or something like that. So there could be always be the temptation for people, if they adopt this attitude, to just choose those things that seem to be attractive to them, appropriate for them, and they really reduce any challenge to their lives. So I'm not going to have anything in relation to my faith and my moral life perhaps that doesn't quite fit in with, um, with my, um, my own understandings and my own needs and, and, and situations. So I guess the, the point is that the Catholic faith is not a buffet but rather it, you know, it might be like that Frank Sinatra song, all or nothing at all. Um, and, and perhaps the, the point is that many people put their own authority over this and they just want to answer to themselves. Do you think this is what gives rise to this idea of cafeteria Catholicism? I, I think that's, that, that's right, that, that people are, um, are, are tending to to a large extent, limit their faith and their moral vision to what they themselves perceive and understand. I, th I think it's important to say, if, if we come across something in our faith, say an article of faith or some particular moral position the church teaches, and we find it hard to accept or hard to understand why that would be valid, why that was... I suppose we could stop and say, now, I can do two things here. I can say, I'm only going to accept those things that I understand. I'm only going to accept those things that I believe to be right. Or I can say, look, I'm a limited human being. I don't know everything. I would prefer to receive guidance and place myself under the church's wisdom and deep tradition um, to guide me. And if, if there's something I don't understand, I'll say, look, I accept it because it's part of the belief of the church. I don't quite understand it. Maybe in time I will. Maybe there's some limit to my perception whereby I don't quite see what it means. And in time I will. So I'll believe and I'll live by the teaching, the traditions, the practice of the church because I, I believe that it's inspired by God, is guided by the Holy Spirit, 
and there is a, a richness of tradition and practice over the centuries that's far greater than I am. Mm. That sounds, it sounds very generous and, and appealing, the, that process that you're talking about there, Bishop, but I, I know that some people find the statement, the cafeteria is closed, quite forbidding um, and quite exclusive. Is this, what, is this what it means, that the church is exclusive and it's all or nothing and you, you have to abide or be excommunicated? I think the church has always said we're a church of sinners, firstly, not, not, not of saints and perfect people. And so there's not, the, the church is not for the elite. Uh, you know, Christ very clearly said, I've come to call sinners. Um, and, and people are at, at all sorts of different places in terms of their faith, in terms of their ability to live the Christian life. I, I think the key thing is the attitude that I adopt um, to say that, that I... I want to, I believe the church is the church founded by Christ. I believe the church is the path of salvation. And I, and I want to be in the church. I want to walk that path to salvation. I, I, I'm not seeing, I'm not going to condemn the church because it's putting up barriers. Because I'll always understand the church will accept me and, and, and encourage me and support me. Uh, it's not going to close me off and mm. lock, lock me out. And I think one of the phrases I, I often use is, is that the church all the time proposes, not imposes. The church is not there to sort of force itself. But the church is proposing truth. Now, if I can't see a truth, if I can't quite understand it at this point in time, if, if I feel it's against what is the common attitudes of people in society around it, around me, I'd still say, I want to walk towards that truth. So it, it has a lot to do with attitude. Mm. And, and unfortunately, the attitude of today, the attitude of the world is, is, is probably more to say, I want things on my terms. And, and that's a great struggle. And I suppose we have to say to people, look, even if you can't accept something, at least don't reject it out of hand put it there, maybe put it to one side and say, I'm not going to say no to it, I just don't understand it. And maybe in time, things will clarify themselves. Great. Well, thank you for exploring the notion of cafeteria Catholicism with us, Bishop Julian. Thank you, Bishop. Good. Uh, Jeremy, there, there was a, a phrase we see actually a great deal, um, a, a little a little monogram, if you like, IHS. You sometimes see it on the back of uh, vestments. You might see it, uh, again, around an altar or in a sanctuary. Uh, in fact, it's quite a common symbol that we use, IHS. It's probably a very unusual um, set of letters, too, to think, what could this possibly mean, IHS? It's actually quite ancient. It goes back to about the 8th, 8th century. So it's, it's got a, a long history in the church. The, um, the actual monogram, the three words, come from um, Latin, in this case. And the Latin is Jesus hominum salvator. Jesus, saviour of humanity. Mm. IHS. Jesus, saviour of humanity. So these are the the Latin, the three, Jesus, hominem, salvator. 
so it, it was um, it was something that um, was was a symbol that was being used by uh, by Christians. Um, it was popularised by a number of saints. One saint who particularly popularised it was Saint Bernardine of of Siena. But I think the one who is most associated with it is Saint Ignatius Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, and he adopted it really as uh, the particular symbol that. Uh, he liked to use and you will often find it in Jesuit uh, literature and in um, Jesuit uh, churches you often you'll often see the IHS so while it wasn't invented or developed by St Ignatius Loyola it was very much popularized by him and so um, it's uh, it's one of those symbols that uh, again it's it's got a particular origin back in another language so when we see IHS it doesn't make a lot of sense to us but uh, if we know the Latin for it then it, it helps to uh, give it give it uh, specific meaning again Jesus hominum salvator Jesus saviour of humanity yeah wow you learn something new every day You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Claudius. For more episodes, visit credio.org.